The following podcast contains strong language and frank discussions of violence. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, everybody. Good, good, good morning, Michael. I got a full night's sleep last night, so watch out. Yeah, you're going to be able to tell. (laughs) (laughs) Because I can tell. I am full of energy today, guys. Get ready for a goddamn good show. My question was, did you get too much or not enough sleep? Because... <laughs> and I said, too much. Yeah. Too much. I don't know why. I was exhausted. I mean, exhausted. Like, to the point I fell asleep on the couch, right? Got up. I zombie walked to the bathroom. I couldn't even... I kept my eyes closed the whole time. I was literally feeling the walls to get there. And then I plunked into bed and just went right back to sleep. And that was it. Slept until this morning. It probably has nothing to do with working a full week at a physically demanding job and... You know, just... Yeah, but then why don't I sleep good all the time? Uh, sleep well, sorry, all the time. It's probably a diminishing return situation. Maybe. Where you build up and build up and build up. And... I feel like the air was crisp and cool last night. You know, I had washed the bed sheets. They were nice and soft. So maybe it was a combination of everything. Just the stars aligning <laughs> to ruin my day. <laughs> to ruin your day, Michael. We've uh, watched several things. We Lately. always watch a lot of things. And uh, kind of losers in that way. Should probably get out and do some physical all right, activities. All right. If we're gonna have our first fight on the air, it's gonna be about <laughs> that because there's I'm no loser. I said I'm a humongous loser. We are losers. Oh. I didn't say you're a loser. Yeah. I grouped us together, first okay. of all. As we always are. As lo- well, yeah. And I said we should probably be outside doing some physical activities. Nah. Nah. (laughs) Nah. Nah. Well, one of those things we watched in lieu of bettering ourselves (laughs) was Candy. Oh, uh, my stars, Michael. The five-part Hulu show. Hulu. Yeah. And uh, starring Jessica Biel. And Justin Timberlake. And Porn Stash from Orange is the New Black. Yeah. We have Schreiber's brother. (laughs) That's right. I was wondering where the hell I remembered him from. That was, that is what he's from. You said that. I did. You said it. And I ignored it. And I just remembered it right now. Yep. Which is what I do with most things that you say. Yes. Welcome to the dynamic of our friendship. Yes. (laughs) Yes. You tell me things and then like a week later I'll go, why didn't you tell me that? Yep. And you go, I told you like three times. And I'm like, no, you did not. And then I'll just say, yep, you're right. And then I just smile and I go, oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> and I walk away like a giant asshole. Your words, not mine. Yeah. Uh, so I was, I had a familiarity with the story. Not I didn't. Too many details. Crazy, yeah. Yeah, so not knowing anything about it. What is your opinion on how they they pulled off the storytelling? Yeah, I liked this. I liked the layout of it, and I really thought the acting was good. You know, um, and I know, I know you think Jessica Biel is one of these pretty people that can't be uglied up, but I think it would. I didn't look at her and go, "Ooh, she's still so pretty." I, I was, I, I bought into it, and um, I have to say, I was a little surprised at. The way that the story played out, I'll leave it at the that. actual story and not the telling of the story, right? Yeah. Oh, the actual yeah. story. The telling of it was good. I like the way that they they laid it all out and stuff. But um, yeah. Holy shit, though. 
But yeah, like I was like I you because you finished it first. Yeah. And because I kept falling asleep, <laughs> and so you were like, "No, you have to like finish it. You have to finish it." And I was like, "Yeah, no, I will." And then it took me like two nights because I fell asleep again. Yeah. And then I finally just watched it during the day, so that I wouldn't fall asleep for the third time. And I only fell asleep for like five minutes. Yeah. And then. <laughs> Literally, you were wa- look staring at me while I'm watching the ending, and I'm start screaming at the TV. Incredulous. It's what I was hoping for. Yeah, it's. I think everybody should watch. It. I thought it was good, and it was a fast watch too. It wasn't. It didn't like drag on or anything. It was. Yeah, like it's only quick. five episodes. Yeah. I think the longest one is like fifty-two minutes or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you can get through it really quick. But that was a. Uh, that was something. Yeah, it's one of those. Uh, Kind of like the Linkletter movie, Bernie, where truth is much stranger than than fiction. That, which it always is. Yeah. Which is why I'd rather watch documentaries and true crime stuff than some made-up movie because you see the craziest, bonker shit, and you're like, no, that, come on, that's ridiculous. That definitely didn't happen. And then you're like, oh my God, this actually happened. Yeah. It makes no sense. The way Candy's crime plays out is surprising. Everything way. about it is surprising. Uh, but aside from the movie or the series, we also, we had a fun-filled weekend yet again. We went to the Rhode Island Com... Uh, you know what? Rhode Island Comedy Connection should fucking sponsor us for all the times <laughs> I mention them on this goddamn show. Um, or just the number of times that we go. Or like, just give us some free tickets. Um, whatever. It's cool. Uh, but we did. We went to the Rhode Island Comedy Connection again, again. to see Sam... Okay. So I... <laughs> I call him Sam Morrill. Yeah. But the guy who introduced him on stage said, Morrill. Did you catch that? I did. And I was like, oh, I've been saying it wrong this whole time. So uh, Sam Morrill slash (laughs) Morrill, I apologize uh, if I'm saying your name wrong one way or the other. Um, But he was so funny. Well, he is about to tape a special, he said. Yeah. Like this week. Yeah. So his, his act was pretty pretty polished where it needed to be it was pretty good and then he tried out some new stuff yeah on us and uh i thought he was very very funny his crowd work was great can't say the same for the crowd (laughs) i just feel like can everybody shut the fuck up when you go to like a show you're not the show i didn't pay to see you random white girl rose all day (laughs) fucking white girl wasted next to me at the table right or, like, belligerent drunk guy two tables down. Or, like, what is that? Like, just shut the fuck up and enjoy the show, dude. No, it's part of the sh- It's part of it, man. No, it's no, not it's... part of it. No, it's not. No, it's not. No. Nobody's paying. Nobody paid good money to see you yell dumb shit. If you were funny, yeah, you'd maybe, be you'd be up on stage. Like, Nobody paid for you to fucking yell shit out. <laughs> I don't pay. Like, I don't pay to go to a concert to watch some guy in the audience try to play Freebird on his acoustic guitar. <laughs> on his like, air guitar. Yeah. Like, that's the level we're talking about Exactly. Here. Yeah, it's You're like, not can funny. you just, just please be quiet and let us watch the guy who's spent hours and hours honing his craft? Yeah. Let's do that like instead. A lifetime of... A lifetime yeah. of, like, honing your craft. Yeah. 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 Well, from one kind of annoyance, <laughs> be quiet in comedy clubs, yeah. to another... Unsolved Mysteries. Ooh, which was a show when I was a kid, and the theme music to this day sends chills up my spine, Michael. So scary, that fucking music is so scary. I can't even listen to it now. Robert Stack is a pretty scary I mean, yes, but even like, you know how they revamped it, and it's like back on the air now? Mm -hmm. I hadn't heard the theme 
song since I was like a kid and I was like oh my gosh Unsolved Mysteries and I put it on and as soon as that music hit I started to sweat I was like oh my god oh no and I completely went back to being like a little kid just being terrified in my room watching it why why am I watching this in my room by myself as like an eight-year-old just terrified well luckily when I tell you Unsolved Mysteries you just get mad yeah so this week we have an unsolved mystery for Hooray. all of you. Not Hooray. to spoil the story. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we talk about the disappearance of Dorothy Jane Scott. And Poor Dot. Daddy. Yeah. It's, uh, it was a different time when all of this was was happening. So she may have behaved in certain ways that these days we may not uh, think of as maybe the most self-preservation uh, moves to make. Yeah. Getting random phone calls and then going outside to see what's, uh, what's to see who going was. on. Mm-mm, no. Yeah, but, hey, uh, listen, guys. If you start getting weird phone calls where someone says, I left something for you outside, maybe don't go outside and see what it is. Yeah. I'm just saying. That's just me. Yeah. You know, you guys do you. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you really feel like you want to go out there. But I'm going to just give you a pro tip. Stay in the goddamn house. Yeah. And what qualifies you as a pro to be able to dispense that information is that you are still alive. I'm still alive yeah. and I'm very suspicious of people and I don't like getting weirdo phone calls, um, menacing phone calls that say like, I left you. So, well, what is it then? You can just tell me because we're now having a discourse together <laughs> in the moment, in the present. Yeah. I don't need to use my eyes. You can just tell me what it is. Got five senses. <laughs> let's use them all. <laughs> You're guys. engaged with one of them right now. Let's so let's continue them with that all. one. And also use our sixth sense, intuition. There you go. Thank you. Well, typically only women have that anyway. So. <laughs> well. But we will uh, we'll jump over to the story, and I uh, hope you enjoy. Please enjoy. Our wares and sundries. <laughs> Goods and sundries. <laughs> this is the unexplained story of Dorothy Jane Scott. How are we meant to discuss it if it can't be explained? Wild speculation. I am down. Dorothy Jane Scott disappeared on May 28th, 1980 in Anaheim, California. I think that makes her a Taurus? Makes her something. (laughs) Makes her disappeared. She was a single mother living in Stanton, California with her aunt and four-year-old son. Single moms, eh! Now, this is an odd detail, okay. these two next two pieces of information. She was a secretary for... That is odd. Ugh, weird. For these two stores that were jointly owned. One sold psychedelic items. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> like those fuzzy posters you put black lights on or like yep. mushrooms? Lava lamps. <laughs> like psilocybins. Okay. Well, the other yeah. was a head shop. Oh, Jesus. Why uh, didn't they merge together and then just make a killing the walmart of yeah yeah the walmart of weed if you will uh co-workers and friends did describe her as kind of shy though she preferred staying at home was a devout christian oh boy and neither drank nor did drugs straight edge does weed count i just don't understand how she no i mean let's uh let's get real mike weed is not the gateway drug no (laughs) I think we all know that if it was, I'd be in big trouble. <laughs> You've gone through that gate. <laughs> <laughs> I've smashed through that gate. Let me at him. 
her parents lived in Anaheim, babysat for the kid uh, while she was at work. Okay. And her father, Jacob, said that uh, Dorothy may have dated on occasion, but there was no steady boyfriend as far as anybody knew. Okay. So there might be someone in secret, but... Potentially, but... Potentially, but we don't know. We don't know. Okay. Now... This next sentence is a bit of a spoiler. <laughs> oh, geez. Months before her abduction, <laughs> okay, she'd been receiving strange phone calls at work from an unidentified male individual. Ugh, I don't like that. Okay. Now, he was a bit of a character. <laughs> he, he, every time he called up, he was like, hello, uh, may I please speak to... Not exactly. Okay. He would alternate between professing his undying love <laughs> and his intent to kill her. Oh my fucking god! What? He's like, hey babe, um, just checking in, seeing how you're doing. Hope you had a great day. Also, P.S. I'm gonna fucking murder you. <laughs> I love you. I'm gonna kill you. I love you. I hate you. Her mother, Dorothy's mother, recounted, one day he called and said to go outside because he had something for her. No! She no! Went, she did go out. No! This was 1980. Dorothy, get... She went out and you'll never guess what Get what a fucking found. grip. Yeah, I, I, A dead dead animal with a, a fucking love note attached to it. A single dead red rose on the windshield of her car. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's better than like a dead squirrel or a cat. <laughs> God. Now, Dorothy's mother said that this call in particular horrified the daughter uh, re- the man reportedly told her that he would get her alone and, quote, cut her up into bits so no one will ever find her. Jesus. But they have no idea who this is. No. No idea. Just a random... You know what? Yes. Side note. I once dated a guy, not a nice guy, and he would literally call my job and pretend he was someone else or have someone else call my job and say all this crazy shit and then would like come to my rescue mm. wicked psychopath like he's dead now knock on wood but yeah not a nice guy i don't like so this i don't like this guy and first of all you don't go outside correct never ever ever this is this this is the type of girl that's going to run into the basement in a horror movie yeah yeah this was the late 70s, early... I get a fucking grip, Dorothy, 80s. though. I mean, give me a break. Uh, because of the calls, she started thinking about buying a handgun. And about a week before she disappeared, she started taking karate. <laughs> karate. Karate. Right. Uh, I took it for 13 years. Mm-hmm. Probably wouldn't have been able to do anything about this psychopath. Yeah, I mean, yeah, get a gun. Or so. while you're waiting... I mean, back then, did you even have to go through a process? Or you just like... <laughs> you walked into a gun shop, you were like... I'd like to buy a gun, please. And they're like, here you go. Any background check required? Not necessary. Be on your merry way. 9 p.m., May 28th, 1980. Okay. She was at, Dorothy was at an employee meeting at work. What time? 9 p.m. At a meeting at work? They don't hold regular hours at the head shop, you know. 9 p.m., though, that seems, all right. But quit that job immediately. She noticed that one of her coworkers... Conrad Bostrin didn't really look well. Mm. And he had a red mark on his arm. Okay. <laughs> okay. She and another co-worker, Pam Head, which hey, kind of have to work Pam at the, Head at the head show. Kind of have to work there. Left the meeting to take Bostrin to the ER. 
at UC Irvine Medical Center. Okay. Like Dorothy, a rash? Like he's, they don't know what's happening with him? They weren't 100% sure what it was. They just know he was pale. He looked kind of sweaty. He didn't look right. Okay. And they noticed this red mark. So they took him to the hospital. Uh, Dorothy did change the black scarf that she was wearing to a red one and stopped by her parents' house on the way to check on the kid. Mm-hmm. Okay. The people at the hospital determined that Bostron had suffered a black widow spider bite. Oh, no! And they treated him. Oh, God. Pam Head said she and Scott remained in the waiting room at the emergency room. Um, and at no time, Pam said, did Dorothy Scott leave her side. Okay, so they're just there waiting for their friend yes. who somehow got himself been <laughs> ugh, by, by a, a spider. spider. Yeah. Okay. Not my favorite. So this, the meeting was at 9. By 11 p.m., Bostron had already been discharged. Uh, from, That's pretty from good for going to the ER, man. Yeah. I mean, good for them. That staff was on it. He was given a prescription uh, for any remaining symptoms. Dorothy offered to bring her car to the exit. Because she like, didn't want... whip around to, like, pick them up? Yeah, she didn't want Bostron to walk too far since he wasn't I mean, feeling what a well. nice friend. Pam said that Dorothy used the restroom briefly before heading out to the parking lot. As you do. Pam and Conrad, Head and Bostron, respectively, <laughs> filled his prescription at the pharmacy in the hospital. Yeah. Waited uh, by the exit for Dorothy to come around with the car. Let me guess. She doesn't show up. Well, <clears throat> when they did not see her after a few minutes, they went out into the parking lot. Yeah. Searching for her. Suddenly, they saw her car ripping towards them just <laughs> speeding like at them at or just them. in their yes. general okay its headlights were on full high beam so they couldn't, couldn't see. see okay they couldn't see this is terrifying they waved their arms to try to get her attention like hey we're not at the exit <laughs> either like get her attention or to be like don't fucking run us over yeah. uh obviously they couldn't see who was driving but they were like hey yeah we're over here we're not hey, at the exit dot. hey dotty um but the car sped past them and took a sharp right turn out of the parking lot. So she dips and leaves them, or yeah. her car. At first, though, they thought that she just had an emergency with her son or something. Okay, yeah, well, that makes sense, because she does have a Yeah, and a, it's 1980, so you couldn't text them. Right. And, so if something had happened, you got to get out of there as fast as you can. He's at a hospital. But then we'll hope, but okay, so yeah, okay. How, first of all, the mom, the grandma, who's babysitting, yeah. would have no idea... Right. That they were at the hospital. Right. To call her at the hospital to be like, hey, there's a problem with your son. You need to come home. So even if they, even if she called him at work, well, I, I don't she know did. that they The would... only time that Dorothy was out of Pam's vicinity was that time she went to the bathroom. So if she made a payphone call. She could have called home to check in, I guess. And then maybe her mom said, your son is sick or, yeah. and she just... you know, I'm not feeling well. So at first they're like, all right. Okay, I mean, of, that's plausible. Yeah, it's kind of annoying, but whatever. It happens. But a few hours later, they didn't hear anything from her, not even calling their house to be, like, explaining what happened. Right. So they reported her missing after just a few hours. Smart friends. Listen, if I ever go missing for 10 minutes, <laughs> if you can't get a hold of me for 10 minutes, you better call the cops, buddy. 4.30 a.m. So about five, late, so five, five hours, hours five later. five hours. Five and a half hours yeah. later. Uh... Scott's car, Dorothy Scott's car, 
white 1973 Toyota station wagon was found burning in an alley about 10 miles from the hospital. Jesus. Neither she nor anyone else were in the car, in the car Just or, the cars or on nearby. fire. Yes. So she's not there. No one else is there. Why would you burn no a choice. car unless you are trying to destroy evidence? Now, August 6th. Unless you just really hate that person. <laughs> just like, how are you going to get to work now, please? <laughs> Walk. Well, yeah. Get taxi. I mean... That guy who loves her but wants to chop her into pieces would probably give her a ride. August 6, 1984. So this is four years later. A construction Wait worker. a minute. The case goes cold. <laughs> the case goes cold for, for four, four years. years. That's it. She disappeared off the face of the earth. Her car was found burned. They found no evidence in the car. Nope. They found nothing. Nothing. Nothing happens for four years. When mm. a construction worker discovered dog and human bones side by side. About 30 feet from Santa Ana Canyon Road. Like, just on the ground? Or they partially were excavating? Yeah. I mean... Uh, the bones were partly charred, and authorities believed that they had been there for about two years, as a brush fire had swept across the site in 1982. So, so they're thinking someone got caught in a brush fire? Either that, or these remains had been buried, and the fire, fire came and revealed them. Revealed them. Okay. Okay. A dog, too? What... How's the dog play into all this? This is the, the worst story part could, of it. The story could have been a dog walker with the dog got caught, caught in the fire. Or it could have been incidental. The yeah. dog died, just happened, happened to be... Happened to be there? That's yeah. the saddest part of the whole story so far. A turquoise ring was found in addition to a watch. And Dorothy's mother said the watch had stopped at 12.30 a.m. on May 29th. Okay. About a half hour after Pam and Conrad last saw Dorothy's vehicle. Is it her watch, though, or is it a yes. watch? A watch that the mother Recognized? recognizes. Did she recognize the ring also? Yes. Okay. On August 14th, they were positively identified as Dorothy's remains based on dental records. However, autopsy could not determine a cause of death. I mean, well, yeah, it's just bones. So unless she was like, unless she actually was hacked to bits. Right. But if she was strangled or burned. Now, this is where it's going to get strange that the case went cold for four years before the body was found okay about a week after her disappearance her initial disappearance in 1980 yep her parents started receiving phone calls from not from the guy the unidentified man who said quote i've got her and hung up listen oh can you imagine getting a phone call like that nope i've got her (laughs) the same man called almost every wednesday afternoon and said either that he had Dorothy or he had killed her. They couldn't trace? Uh, can you not trace back in the 80s? What's happening? Stand by. Okay. For more information. <laughs> the calls were usually brief and usually occurred when the mother, Vera, was home alone. In April 1984, the man called during the evening and Jacob, the father, answered. Okay. Miraculously, the calls stopped after that. So he was pestering the mother... But as soon as, as, soon the, as dad the dad answers. answered, so yeah, but so what? They, I mean, so this guy's a fucking little bitch. So as soon as the dad answers, he's like, "Oh no, can't call there anymore." What does he think the dad's gonna recognize? Maybe he thought the dad would recognize him. After her remains were found, though, in August 1984, well, tell me they start getting fucking phone calls. Started again. receiving calls again. Off. Police installed a voice recorder at their house. Mm-hmm. However, they were unable to trace the calls. Because he never stayed on the line long enough. Damn it. Now, 
1980, 1984. Yes. I don't know how well known the procedure for tracing call is. So does the fact that he's hanging up quickly either indicate that he's just being a dick and being like, ha, I got her, click. Right. Or does he know that if he stays on too long? I mean, I think it's pretty, I mean, I think everybody knows that, right? Because wasn't that in like every single, every cop show you've ever seen? It's like, I just don't keep know, him I, on the line, keep him on the line. Like, oh, we didn't get him in time because it took time to like trace these landline calls. But yeah, maybe he was just, maybe he's very succinct. Could be. Maybe he's just like, hey, hi, got her. Bye. It's all I had to say. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. And then hangs up. Probably, he just, I think he knows. Everybody knows that. Every If you've ever seen any television show ever, he knows. Okay. Okay, that's my guess. Anyway. A possible motivation for her murder surfaced not long after she was kidnapped, June 12th, 1980. Uh, like a month? In an unidentified man called the front desk at the Orange County Register. Is that a newspaper? It is a newspaper that had the day prior run a story about the case. A managing editor, editor told police that the man said, quote, I killed her. I killed Dorothy Scott. She was my love. I caught her cheating with another man. She denied having someone else. I killed her. She, but nobody knows that she has a, had a boyfriend. Not her parents, not her friends. She basically kept to herself. So this is like a guy who's stalking her, thinking that he has a relationship with her. Or is it, I bet you, ugh, is it a customer who comes in all the time and she's just nice and he thinks... Well, in his sick little fucking twisted mind, he thinks, we're in a relationship because she's nice to me and I'm like some weird recluse guy. And uh, then he just goes fucking postal. It's possible that he was stalking her, following her. And when he saw her take another man to the hospital. Oh, she maybe thought Conrad was her man and then decided to kill. Yeah, but he was already calling her and saying, like, I'm going to kill you. Before he even knew anything about her taking this dude. Plus, he was with the, she was with her friend, the girl, too. How did he know she wasn't taking the girls to the hospital? Was this dude in the hospital, like, watching them? Well. But even still, they were all just friends. The editor said that the caller knew that Bostron had suffered from a spider bite on May 28th. He also knew that Scott had been wearing a red scarf. She had changed from black yeah. to red. Um. Which, this was after the employee meeting. So, even if he was, like, watching her through the window at the store or something, right. she would have changed it after that. So, he was following What kind of maniac notices her. that, though? Like, would you notice if we just, we came in, I had a red scarf, and I said, you know what, let me run in quick, I'm going to go to the bathroom, and then we'll head back out, and I happen to change my scarf, would you immediately be like, oh, you went from black to red? Like, I don't... Yes, because I'm a, I was going to say nice person, but I guess it makes me sound like a psychopath. I mean, does that make you sound a little anal? Well. But, like, I don't know that I would necessarily clock that right away because, to me, it wouldn't be important enough. Like, but if I would you were just be that like, obsessed oh. with somebody. I mean, yeah. So, but maybe when he took her, he said, why were you here? And she said, I took my friend to the hospital. He had a spider bite. Like, some dude we work with, whatever. He looked sick, and me and my friend, girl girlfriend friend yeah took him and, and that's how he knows like maybe well, i don't know that he would be like in the hospital like eavesdropping right that's possible and she denied having someone else when he 
cornered her and it's like, why yeah. did you take him to the hospital? He's just my friend. Yeah, he, be- he's a work colleague who got bit by a fucking black widow and is about to die. So we had to take him in. I don't know. Can you die from those bites? I don't know. I, I, probably. I don't want to find poison. out. Yeah. Significantly, though, the spider bite and the scarf were details that were not included in that article that he was. All right. So he about. definitely knew something that they didn't release in the media. However, this is where the delusion potentially comes in the caller also claimed that dorothy phoned him from the hospital that night now if you remember pam said that they were together the entire time with the one exception of her going, going to, the bathroom to the bathroom prior to getting into she the could car. have made a phone call listen maybe she maybe she had a little piece on the side but didn't want to be in a relationship or something maybe she was just trying to get it in here and there and this guy wanted more and maybe she did call him from the hospital to say I'm at the hospital with my friend Conrad and this chick from work. He got bit by a spider. We're going to be, you know, I'm going to be late or I have to cancel the date or whatever. But put yourself back in 1980. Yeah. Unless he lives like on hospital grounds. How is he going to receive a call from her and then be there with enough time from just being in the bathroom to then going out to get the car? And then they fill a prescription Get back out. He's making it. But do you know how long it takes to fill a prescription? You've ever waited for a prescription at CVS? You're there for like fucking 45 minutes. But they're at the hospital. And? You ever been at the hospital? Yeah. Takes forever. <laughs> I mean, this hospital does seem like they were on it, though. I mean, two they're hours. They're in out in two hours. I mean, usually you, you don't even get seen for four hours. Right. At least around here, anyway. Uh, so maybe he lived close by. It's possible. I mean, that's not out of the realm of possibilities. However... We're never able to figure out who made that call or any of the other calls to the parents, and no one has ever been charged or uh, convicted of this crime. And that, that's, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's all we know. We don't know anything. Nothing. Nobody's ever found anything. We just know that she's dead. Yes, those are her bones. And there were these weird calls. And they just, and they stopped. They stopped. I, what if, no, this can't be. Because you said that... Wildly it was, speculate. You, That's I'm what gonna, we're here All right, for. let's wildly... I'm going to get fucking buck wild right now. <laughs> what if the dad killed her? Because the phone... Okay, this is crazy, but maybe the dad, the religious... You know, shout out to all you religious people. It's fine if that's... That's your lifestyle. That's great for you. You do you. You do you. I'll do me up over here. But, so they're like religious. They She doesn't drink. She doesn't this. She doesn't that. Although she does work at a head shop, which is kind of like, hmm. She is a secretary. Yeah, but if your family's super religious, they might not like that. But anyway, maybe she was seeing someone or something and out of wedlock. And we all know that's a no-no, right? Or whatever. And the dad maybe... I don't know, because they kept getting these phone calls. But wouldn't she... She'd recognize her dad's voice, though, because she was getting calls first. Right. But the only reason I said that is because the mom was getting the calls when the dad wasn't home. So that's a little sus, because, you know... Uh, I should also mention, I don't know why I didn't include it, uh, (laughs) that the father of her son was immediately ruled out as a suspect as he had corroborating witnesses that he was states away at the time. Okay. All right. So that was the only real kind of lead that they had initially, but it was immediately shut down. But could he be the one making the phone calls, though? It's possible, but we would but have, needed, why, a, we would but have then, needed a partner to actually commit the murder. Yeah. That's bizarre. I don't know. I don't like that. I don't like it when... 
I don't like it. I don't like this. I don't like this at all. I don't have any idea. The only thing I could think of is me. I mean, if he had an alibi. And it wasn't like he was a couple towns away where it would have been tricky to yeah. do. He was he hundreds was of hundreds miles and away. Hundreds and hundreds of miles. Okay. With witnesses. and yeah. That is nutty. Oh, I bet you it was, I bet you it was just some freaky deaky customer at one of her jobs who got obsessed, somehow got her phone. I mean, back in the day, you could literally just get anybody's phone number. I mean, you just call the operator and go, hey, I want Mike's number. And they go, here you go. Yeah. Shall so, I connect you for an additional fee? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> no, my fingers work. I'll save the nickel. Thank yeah, you. thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Ma Bell. Um, but... Why would they stop once the dad answered the phone, though? Because that just seems... Nobody's that scared of just a, someone's voice on the phone. The only explanation I can come up with is that he was calling at a regularly scheduled time, saying pretty much the same thing, talking to the same person. Once that routine gets broken... You think he's... Does he expect, Sketched out? Like, does he think they're tracing the calls now? Does he think... Because that it stopped the first time. Right. And it didn't start again until after the body was found. So. But then why start again? Then Well, then why? I mean, unless you just. He was just getting, a... getting his jollies. <laughs> getting his jollies from calling. But what if the dad, what if the dad picked up the first time after the body was found? He would have been like, God dang it. Let me, let me fuck, well, he fucked that up for me. <laughs> Now I have to get another... Now I have to find another lady to hack to bits so I can torture her poor fucking parents. Well, I don't like it, Mike. And that was the case of Dorothy Jane Scott. Fucking no suspects. It's bullshit. Fuck this case. Well, Michael, all I could think of is, (laughs) what if she got a phone call and it was like, you don't want to be with me, daddy. I'm a loner. A rebel. Oh, God. (laughs) A menacing Pee Wee Herman. Just a menacing Pee Wee Herman. And be like, I left you something outside, Dottie. Why don't you go see what it is? <laughs> Click. You know? And then you go outside and it's his fucking bike. That would have been... That's a very different movie. That's a different movie. I would have been ecstatic to get that fucking bike. <laughs> David Fincher's Pee Wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> oh, what a great... Fi- we should watch that. Not today. David Fincher's Pee Wee's Big Adventure? Or just... Pee-wee's big no, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Okay. No, I mean, if David Fincher, I mean, I would watch that. Uh, yeah, I definitely would watch that. I would watch Zodiac meets Pee Wee. Julia would watch that. She'd love that. Oh my god! Oh my Do god! You imagine Pee Wee in like the Gyllenhaal role. Oh wait, can we just okay? So now you just made me think about. Has anybody seen? And I don't know. I just keeps popping up on my Instagram, and I don't know why. This like fucking weird Winnie the Pooh horror yeah. movie thing. What is that? <laughs> So imagine just take that theme and then apply it to like Pee-wee. Yeah. Like Pee-wee's Playhouse, like Cherry just fucking stabbing people to death. Like what? Jombie's head comes out and just starts floating around. Ooh, mecha leka hi, mecha honey ho. <laughs> eh, eh, eh. And then he well, stabs you in the face. They show what you don't see on the show is Pee-wee sacrificing virgins to Jombie to keep him, <laughs> to keep him to keep encased him in his prison. <laughs> He's like, hey, Pee-wee. He was like way sexual too for like being on a Saturday morning kids show they were like he was like ooh I got new hands and I'm like he's like I'm gonna be busy for a while and then he just like remember that episode and I'm like what does he mean and then later I was like I know what he means oh I know (laughs) what he means gonna put those hands to good use (laughs) so it was a weird time it 
late 80s, yep. early 90s was fucking bonkers. Sure was. So, you know, welcome to the Gen X life. We can never go back. <laughs> Do we want to go back? Maybe. I mean. Maybe. For all the things that would be worse going back that far. I just want to go back to when I had a MySpace. I wish I still remembered my MySpace password. <sighs> I mean, that's not quite so far back. I know, but speaking of throwbacks, I wish I could get my AIM back too. I loved that fucking shit. Those away messages and whatnot. Anyway, I'm 100. Continue. Yeah. Well, since none of you are 100, <laughs> follow us on the Instagram or Twitter at MAF Podcast Show. <laughs> You can email us if you're about 70. Yes. Uh, if you don't understand the social medias. Yeah. MAFpodcastshow at gmail.com. You can uh, check out the YouTube page, Murder Monks Friends Show. And uh, thank you, everybody, for sticking around for this episode. And uh, hopefully some of you can get enough sleep so you, too, <laughs> can be in a weird mood. <laughs> And hey, uh, fuck this unknown killer that we still don't know who it is. I personally think it was either someone she worked with directly or a weirdy customer that fixated on her. And that's my opinion, my story, and I'm sticking to it. Seems very likely, especially the customer angle where it wouldn't have any direct necessarily connection to her. And the I cops bet it was like her boss or something. Mm, one may never know. Michael. Nope. So all of you armchair detectives get on it and uh, email us and we'll take the credit. <laughs> have a great week, everybody. <laughs> Goodbye. And I'm going to continue to torture Michael for the rest of the day. Goodbye.